coming to you live from my supermarket parking lot <laughs> because I'm bored sitting in my office desk. Yes, Mars is stationed direct in Gemini. Rebellious Mars is finally direct. <laughs> well, when, what did it do for me? Well, it's like, all right, change it up. <laughs> get, get in your car, even though it's certainly easier to be at home, but I just love being here and just doing something different, right? Just a new venue, a new alternative venue. Yes, all right. So I hope everybody's doing well. My name's Erliana. For those of you who are new to the channel, I practice Hellenistic astrology and I love mundane astrology as well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Hellenistic blended with the outer planets and I use whole sign houses. So I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I've got some cool things to talk about, um, certainly Mars stationing direct, and also the astrology for this coming, for this weekend from Sunday the 15th and through through January 21st. So we got, let's just dive right in. So first of all, I thought it was really interesting, The min, like within five minutes of Mars stationing retrograde, uh, Thursday afternoon, Eastern time, it was right, almost to 4 p.m., well, at like 4.01, I get an email from Amazon and it says, Amazon Pharmacy is now open. So Amazon has opened a pharmacy. And I'm like, okay, well, they've taken over everything else, right? Uh, but I thought it was an interest, interesting because in the moment that happened, of course, Mars stationed uh, direct right on the USA Mars. Uh, sorry, the USA Uranus. Uranus is about internet and it's about Uranus and Gemini would be, you know, technology driven commerce, right? And it make, it's making an exact square with um, the USA Mars and Neptune, the Neptune transit, Neptune opposition with Mars. Neptune, of course, rules drugs, pharmaceuticals. There it is. Neptune in Virgo, transiting Neptune in Pisces, uh, health, and drugs and rock and roll and and the um, the AI marketplace for pharmaceuticals. I'm like, okay, this is just perfect, perfect example. Anyway, be that as it may, of course, the more interesting conversation is this fallout that's just opening and exploding with uh, Harry's book. You know, I've, I've, you know, there's been moments where I'm like, okay, enough already. Like I, I used to do book publicity when I started out in the corporate world. Uh, many moons ago, <laughs> I was working in in, uh, in Madison Avenue, and I did uh, corporate, you know, book publicity. So I know the importance of, of course, getting on all the major networks and getting your your client on all these talk shows. And of course, it's very important, and interesting. Uh, but there does come a time when I, I was having my moments like, okay, I love you dearly, and I'm glad you're speaking up, but I'm kind of tired of the narrative. But then I'm like, no, I have to, I have to step back because what is happening here is not just a celebrity tell-all. You know, this is this is huge. This is about the the this. You know, the words that are coming to me is a transfer of consciousness or certainly a battle going on and the war of words, right? And he said, she said, you know, and, and here are siblings, Mars rule and Gemini. Gemini is about siblings and alternative narratives in the media. And so Harry's version of his story was being told and, and the bravery it took and the courage to talk about everything. You know, look at when he talked about his mother and driving things we didn't know right driving through the tunnel where she died just to see what that was and what what it was for him and and uh, you know just all these in, in outrageous um, 
truths and things that we none of us knew you know so uh, Gemini being um, with Mercury the trickster and, and Mercury the one who's you know there's certain conversations that were hidden that came to light of course Mercury retrograde bringing it all up in Capricorn family dynamics and the underbelly of that I will say this it's not over um, especially because Mercury will go direct uh, this uh, this week um, it'll station direct at eight degrees of Capricorn um, and so was that on the 18th and so um, and just as it's doing that the Sun will be conjunct Pluto so we're going to be seeing more revelations uh, more things that were under that were previously hidden around big power players corporations right Capricorn's not just the royal family although it's a very uh, big example of it corporations uh, bosses authority figures and you know the powers that be these the, the, the British royal family and the Vatican are the two longest um, running institutions on the planet the Vatican's been around for like 2,000 years <laughs> crazy and the and the the royal family I think what is it a thousand years so you think about it like this is now have they been shaken up before yes of course but this is really um, it's interesting because where it where is it taking hold Pluto just about to change signs into Aquarius so in the past when say Lady Di came on board and and did her um, you know she did that Andrew Morton uh, biography Diana in her own words and that that was we're in the Saturn return of that that was early um, 1990s 1992 I think it was well and that was certainly bombshell revelations but this is even bigger because of the fact that it's it's uh, we've got all these other players in the mix Uranus and Taurus you know the Saturn Uranus square that went on and of course the biggest one of all is that Pluto in Capricorn may, ready to make its ingress into Aquarius in just a, a couple more months so yeah um, this I feel is gonna have the fault we will be dealing with this fallout for a long time we are certainly going to be seeing uh, when I think about Pluto hitting Aquarius you know, just like the peasants storming the Bastille it's like okay uh, why are we funding these kings and queens and let them eat cake when we don't have enough and I think that you'll start seeing um, certainly uh, and any any I'm not just singling out one one country or government but certainly we will start seeing this it's like oh my goodness uh, you know why are we uh, funding this uh, royal family hundreds of millions of dollars a year for the taxpayers in Britain that foot the bill when Margaret Thatcher left office I learned this and uh, was it the uh, I don't know if it was the Harry and Meghan documentary or the crown because I've been watching both of them on and off um, but one of them said that uh, you know when when Thatcher left office she made this like huge sweetheart deal with the royal family that kind of in, they, they now they had more money than ever and I guess it was just kind of safeguarding like okay when things go down like here I'm gonna give you this big golden parachute kind of sweetheart deal that'll give you lots and lots of money should anything happen well you know in the years to come well that was very nice of her and you know of course the the British people are still footing the bill and I think they're just, just gonna start questioning it as they already have uh, as their this book spare Prince Harry's memoir is kind of really uh, it's that Uranus and Taurus taking the picnic blanket and throwing it up in the air and the China and the silver and everything's going everywhere and that kind of that conundrum about values 
Taurus is about this what is value what is valuable to us what is what is important to us what is important what what needs to change and uh, what is old and stuck that is no longer serving fascinating anyway um, but I just want to say too, just getting back to uh, after my Harry Megan riff I could have so much more to say but I want to move on um, the um, you know, I want to say with Mars stationing direct in Gemini, I knew we'd see some outrageous stories. And if you remember when I said when this first went retrograde back in October, so Mars entered the sign of Gemini August 20th and it went retrograde October 28th. And so um, I remember saying, you know, you're going to see some outrageous stories about feats, you know, physical feats and athletic feats and just things around flight. And, and uh, I think the largest, the fastest speed record was broken again. Uh, I know it had been in the past, but one, one of the more interesting ones I saw was um, this woman who uh, is the tallest woman in the world. She's seven feet tall, seven feet one, and she um, she could never fly on an airplane. She was a young woman, 25. She couldn't fly because of her height, right? Well, Turkish Airlines uh, flew her from like Istanbul to San Francisco, and they and they took seats, several seats out to accommodate her, and she laid on this like stretcher, and she was so grateful, and it was this amazing, interesting story. But it's power of Mars retrograde in Gemini. Let's rethink Gemini, Mercury. It's about problem solving and solutions. Let's rethink and and take things from a different viewpoint and then in order to solve a problem. So that is something that we can continue to work with. Even though Mars has gone direct, we want to remember that still out of bounds and all the revelations and understandings that we've come um, to see and realize in these last several weeks or months um, can now be used to move forward. So we have this gusto for like getting things done and taking and tackling on you know, challenges and continuing, you know, bravery and courage and initiative. You know, it's like we are finally going to feel this way um, after all these months of pause or challenge, you know, or rethinking. But um, anyway, another area where we might be seeing uh, breakthroughs, uh, certainly, you know, Mercury ruling the, um, you know, the LGBT community. That's a very strong indicator. And there was a lot of setbacks and challenges with that, with legislation in, you know, the state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signing like anti-trans legislation. And hello, thank, thank you, thank you for that fabulous light in the face, Leo here. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, LGBT uh, rights and all having been challenged very much, but now the pendulum is swinging forward again. So we could be seeing some resolutions of those things or rethinking where things had been taken away that they move forward again um, <clears throat> in terms of LGBT issues. Um, certainly the education system as well, initiatives around that. Um, all the media, the alternative points of view and, and, and embracing and or coming back and saying, you know, we, 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 the media was, you know, reporting a certain direction on one thing, but now it's like, well, we're switching gears. So we'll be seeing that. Um, one of the things I, I found fascinating was um, Eckhart Tolle, talk about Mars, not only retrograde, but out of bounds. Eckhart Tolle was on Russell Brand's podcast on YouTube. And he was talking about the current situation with um, with the, the narrative, and of course the complete, you know, dis dissolution of every of the collective of 
humanity into this you know delusional consciousness and how people are becoming aware and he said you know they talk about the great reset but he goes I really think that the great reset that they talk about in the economists and all it there's really another reset that's going on and and it's like the reset of consciousness and I, you know I'm paraphrasing but I really love that idea and I'm gonna be delving more into that as as time goes on with certain guests so um, you know stay tuned but yes the great reset of consciousness and this Mars retrograde in Gemini has given us pause to say okay which narrative are we gonna follow is it the one like the Klaus Schwab Hey, that name ten times fast. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Klaus. <laughs> anyway, is that guy? You know, is that what you? You know, could you go there? Yes, hypothetically you could. But there's a choice. It's like okay, maybe we need to reset ourselves and our consciousness, not like something on the external. So the fact that Eckhart Tolle, who is always you know the most chill spiritual teacher on the planet, that he's talking about these formerly outre subjects of what subjects you never saw him cover or, or acknowledge or talk about kind of dance around them to have him get on of all people Russell Brand's show wow pretty amazing and so that was another interesting development that happened in Mars retrograde so um, anyway um, like I said Mercury who is in you know that where Mars is temple Mercury who is is um, also the both of them were retrograde now Mars went direct and then Mercury who's in whose temple Mars has been residing will go direct in the sign of Capricorn also at eight degrees interesting eight eight and eight is one of Mercury's number in the in the esoteric tradition eight is, is a Mercury number so wow a lot a lot of Mercury energy here eight degrees of Capricorn um, stationing direct he'll come out of it so things with communication and bonkers um, where you maybe your boss didn't understand you and you didn't understand your boss or authority figures or corporations politics governments think of that crazy Kevin McCarthy uh, whole shebang that went down earlier in the week with getting the votes to become Speaker of the House all of that now getting cleared up um, as the Sun conjuncts Pluto so like I said more secrets and revelations happening what was the whole thing about discovering Biden a final confidential files classified files at Biden's house or residence you know there's another example of it so we're gonna be seeing more revelations things coming out of the shadow um, and then when mercury finishes coming out of its uh, the shadow period of its retrograde that won't be until February 7th and when that happens mercury will be conjunct Pluto so basically what we're seeing now this week into next will be um, you know those themes will certainly resonate again early February okay the last two things I want to talk about is the Sun leaves Capricorn goes into Aquarius on Friday Friday the 20th it is Aquarius season so it's all about truth liberty democracy freedom humanitarianism uh, being different you embracing diversity reveling in that uh, these are all the archetypal themes of, of, of the Aquarius season when the Sun goes into Aquarius um, if you ever notice that every um, inauguration regardless of who be in the United States whoever gets inaugurated whether it be Republican Democrat or what have you um, we always have our January 20th is always the inauguration date and that is astrologically zero degrees of Aquarius well our democracy or at least we're trying to be or behaving or 
trying to behave like one. Sometimes we lose the plot. But um, anyway, Pluto's coming, though. <laughs> Let's, he's going to remind us. But anyway, uh, this is an interesting season because when the sun enters... Aquarius. Uh, we've got Venus there, so of course Saturn finishing up his two and a half year reign in his domicile as of Aquarius. So you have Sun, Venus, and Saturn. So this is an interesting kind of farewell um, because this is the final Aquarius season when Saturn's in domicile, in its, in its domicile of Aquarius. So we won't see that for 28 to 30 years. And we also have, um, of course, this new moon, too, which follows the, next, the very next day, Saturday, January 21st. We have the new moon at one degree of Aquarius. And that'll be, again, the final new moon. So it's kind of like this, this victory lap. And with Venus there, it's like showing like what kind of things are possible when we, people come together um, with, with over ideas about freedom and, and, and um, being unique and, and unity consciousness and what great things can be accomplished for our society. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's going to be that final new moon and the final Aquarius season with Saturn in domicile. And I think, too, that's a real moment for, like, AI and technology, because if you look back in the previous cycles of Saturn and Aquarius, going back to 1993-94, that's when we had the World Wide Web, what they called it at the time, the Information Superhighway. And then going back another um, turn of the cycle, it was the early 60s. It was this USA space program, the Mercury and Gemini astronauts, Alan Shepard and all those guys who eventually, of course, paved the way for the moon landing. So the Saturn and Aquarius, that hope of a new future emboldened by technology, like send, send somebody to the moon. Um, you know, so all of that promise of like this quote, newer, better future that is powered by technology. You can see this playing out not only then, but then, um, you know, with the AI World Wide Web. And now as Pluto enters the sign of Aquarius in a few months, a couple of months, um, again, this is a huge, huge theme about, you know, the the World Wide Web and, and, the, the, and AI and smart devices and all of that stuff that starts to really come into focus. So it's another iteration of that. So this particular Aquarius season, is we're, we're very heightened about these things. The future of AI, how much of that is intrusion? Does it make us slaves? Um, what are we becoming a slave to? You know, so these these are obviously huge, you know, conversations. We're going to be delving more deeply into this so over well, the next few weeks and months. So definitely stay tuned. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the new moon, a uh, couple of things. The new moon's in the sign of Aquarius. So it's Saturn's house and it's conjunct a fixed star called Altair, which is the eagle. And this is a very uh, considered a beneficial fixed star, and it it really speaks to hardiness, courage, generosity. Uh, Mars is is um, you know uh, doing its thing, moving forward in the sign of of uh, Gemini, and um, so new, fresh, new ambition around ideas and directions. So I think that. Um, this is very much a potent new moon and I will say we're finally gonna feel like yay it's the new year because of Mars and Mercury being retrograde at the beginning of the of the uh, year of the uh, 
January 1st. We, we, it's like we really weren't feeling it, but now we will, especially with Jupiter in Mars's temple and Aries. It's like, oh, dude, oh, Mars went direct? Oh, well, now all hell breaks loose. Oh, here we go, right? Optimism on steroids. Let's do it. Let's think big, concept, big, right? Everything Jupiterian is like like the horse. I think of the, the horse in one of those stalls at the racetrack when the door, ding, the bell goes up and it's like, boom, come tearing out of those uh, metal stalls. So I think that's certainly the, the potential here that, and we're all gonna be, we really be feeling that. So uh, that's all I have for you for this particular podcast. I am so grateful um, to be here um, assisting you uh, with all of this news and uh, fun stuff. And even if it's in, in my car, at least nobody honked their horn yet. Oh, thank you for keeping your lights on. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, she's getting out of her car. I'm about to lose light. <laughs> I gotta go. All right. Mwah. Love you all. I'll see you next time. This is Star Sound Speaks, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now.